Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Welcome. I am so glad to have you. As always, thank you for taking the time out to take a listen. Today, we are talking about something very topical right now. We are talking about resolutions, New Year's resolutions, and more specifically, why don't they work? (laughs) Because a vast majority of people give up on their New Year's resolutions in about three weeks. So about like right now is when people are giving up on their resolutions. Why is that? A lot of different resolutions that people make. Most are about your health and about losing weight or eating better. They're all good things. People don't really you know, resolve to smoke more. <laughs> They're all really, really good ideas. So why don't we do them? Why do people just completely fall flat after about three weeks? I have made no bones about it. I am a life coach at heart, and I do a lot of self-growth and life coachy things. I'm even a weight coach. I never talk to clients about New Year's resolutions, ever. I just don't see the point. But I do help people get healthy. I help people lose weight. I help people feel more confident about themselves. So why don't resolutions help with that? It sounds like they should. Logically, it sounds like they should. But why don't they? And what do I recommend instead? We're going to be talking about all of that today on the podcast. I am a bit of a nerd. (laughs) It's confession time here at the Health Mindset Podcast. I know you had no idea. I know you're shocked by that, (laughs) but I am. And I quite often think of my favorite line from Shakespeare, which happens to be in Hamlet. And it's when his mother, who is watching basically herself in a play that Hamlet puts on about the whole situation with with his family, she's watching her character and her character is declaring, I will never get married again. It's never going to happen. After my husband dies, that's it. And the queen says, hmm, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. Meaning the queen was thinking that the character of her was going to great lengths to prove to people that this would never happen when in fact she knew it would. Because of course it did, because the queen does 
remarry. But the kicker is that the queen doesn't realize that she's talking about herself. Right? She doesn't realize that this whole thing is about her and that she's the one that is protesting too much. We are protesting to ourselves too much when we make those January 1st resolutions. We don't realize it, right? We don't realize that we're talking about ourselves because of all the hype and all the support that we get for making resolutions. Everyone's talking about them. Everyone's excited about them. You psych yourself up about them, right? Maybe you even go on a bender beforehand. (laughs) We don't realize that we're protesting to ourselves, but we are. A lot of times we're, we're building it up when deep down, we just don't want to do it. I did this for a really long time. I would set a date. I would get a goal. It would be a fresh start. It would be something big that I really wanted to do. And I really thought it was the best thing to do. I thought I was really helping myself. And then what would happen instead is what happens with a lot of people, right? I would go on this big bender beforehand and I would do it for a while and then stop. Maybe I would forget about it. Maybe I cheated and then I cheated too much and then I would get frustrated and then I would just stop it altogether. But then it didn't stop there, right? Because then I would beat myself up. (laughs) When I went to, you know, put my shorts on for the summer and lo and behold, I fit into the same the same size that I did last year. Totally beat myself up and I am not alone. And so I am here to help you stop the madness. Resolutions are out. (laughs) It's my declaration. They are out. You think they're inspiring, but when you really ask yourself if they actually motivate you, they probably don't. Now, if you want to know more about this, I just did a whole podcast on what's actually motivating versus what you think is motivating. So give it a listen if you want more on this, podcast number two. But there's only the present. If you want to do it, you want to do it now. Whatever your resolution is, why are you waiting? It's a super important question to ask yourself. If you had a resolution this year, why did you wait until the first Most likely, it's because you think that it's too big or too scary. Maybe you were unsure. Maybe, you know, this goes into your mindset that's not in line with the actions that you want to take, right? You're trying to go straight into action mode with that January 1st deadline, and you're forgetting about what you really think. You know, another cue that your mindset isn't really behind you when you don't even really think about what your mindset is. Remember, for long-term changes, your mindset must systematically back every move you make, or you're not going to make it for long. Now, I know people always ask, like, wait a second, what about just jumping in? What about just taking a deep breath and just going for it? That gets me to the gym. That makes me think about snacks. That's true. That does work. Sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and just do it. Sometimes you just need to fake it. And that works for the short term. I always think of the polar bear club, you know, at about this time of year, they're all sitting there and they're psyching themselves up and they go and they take that plunge into that freezing cold water, right? You got to psych yourself up and just do it. And yes, that works, but it has its place. You can't keep repeating that every time you need it. It takes too much energy and too much attention to sustain that long-term. If you use that for certain tasks, that's fantastic. Use it, 
but don't rely on it long-term. The reason why you can't rely on it long-term is because of willpower. It's something that you hear about all the time. Every time you psych yourself up to do something, you're using large amounts of willpower. Willpower is used all day, every day, in every single decision you make. And I think this is a misconception about willpower. People think that willpower is there for you when you want to say no to the snack or make yourself go for a run. And it is, but it's also there for every other thing what you're going to wear, what you want to eat for breakfast, whether you want to eat breakfast or not. Maybe it's not your gig. Remembering where your keys are, remembering to brush your teeth, all of those things, all of your decisions all day long, that is your willpower. And your willpower ticks down. It's like a tank of gas, right? The more you use it, the less you have. Now it's renewable when you get a good night's sleep. It's one of the reasons why you want to get a good night's sleep because that that fills your tank back up. It gets all your willpower back up so you can start again the next day. It's why it's harder at the end of the day to be, you know, good. Maybe when you get back home from work, it's not so easy to eat a snack that you know is good for you. It's why that it's so much easier to have ice cream when you're really tired, you know, when you've had a long day and you're super tired and you get like the screw it's <laughs> like screw it, I don't care. That happens because your willpower is depleted. You want your goals to use as little willpower as possible. That's how you can follow through more easily with your goals and stick with it for life or for as long as you want your goals, which are definitely more than just short term. So how can you make goals use that tiny amount of willpower? How can you make goals that actually work that don't use so much? Now, there's a few things to keep in mind when making goals. And at the end, I'm going to go through a specific goal. I'm going to go through and run a goal through this whole process so that you see how it fits together. But first, I'm going to talk about the specifics. This is what I recommend when I'm talking to clients. I do not recommend waiting for a certain date at all. My recommendation, if there's a goal that you want to work on, let's do it now and let's go through these these specific steps. So the first step is going to be why, when, and how. So why are you choosing this goal? What's your motivation? Again, this links back with episode two. You need a reason that resonates with you. You need a reason that motivates you. This is super, super important. I'm going to put some links to this in the show notes, but my main motivation always when it comes to why is Simon Sinek. And he's written a book. He's got uh, a couple of books on this, and he's got some really good TED Talks on it. He's the first person that I heard talk about the idea of why and why it's so important. The basics is if it's meaningful to you, you will do it. If it's not meaningful, you're not going to do it. (laughs) That sounds really easy, right? It's like, duh, but it's tricky. It may sound really great. It may sound really logical that you would want a specific goal, but take a moment and check in with yourself. We don't always do this. We don't always listen, especially when it's something that we think is just fact, Like, uh, you know, maybe we think it's fact that we should want to lose weight. Of course it's fact. I don't need to check in with myself. Not true. Check in with yourself because you might be, you might be surprised that that's not a good enough reason. And if it's not weight loss, maybe fitness, 
is your reason why, right? Maybe it's a totally different reason. Same goal, same same same, uh, result, just a different reason why. Listen to yourself. Give yourself a moment. Ask yourself why you truly want to do this goal. The second thing is when. When is your end date? I really recommend goals to be no longer than about three months out. And there's a couple of reasons why. First one is that within that three months, life changes a lot. And and it could be, it can affect your goal. Maybe it's not going to be a goal anymore, or maybe something completely changes and you have a totally different goal that you like better. Still good, but something has changed. That tends to happen after about three months. Or something else that can happen is that you've assimilated to the change of your goal and now it's a habit that you'll probably continue for the foreseeable future. Um, It happens when... um, like when you're cutting things out of your diet that aren't so great, like sugar is a really easy one to talk about, really not great for anybody, but your body can get addicted. There's a lot of things that go into eating sugar. So it might take a little bit to get that sugar out of your system and to kick, literally kick that habit. But once it's out, it's out. And you might not need the whole three months or six months to quit sugar because by the time, you know, usually within a month or so, by the time it's out of your system and you're not so dependent on it anymore, it's not a big deal anymore. I also recommend getting a date, like a deadline, especially when you're actually completing, like completing something. When we have an important project at work, we use deadlines, right? We, we tend to shy away from de- deadlines and health because it's longer term or we're thinking it's for life. So we're not really thinking of a deadline or sometimes it makes us nervous, but treat your health like you would an important work project. It's an important project. (laughs) Do the same thing. Give yourself a deadline, make it reachable within three months. The next is how. How are you going to meet your goal? What's your plan? Put your goal into the timeline and then work backwards. This is where you can gauge if your goal is too big. What you're going to do is you're going to chop your main goal into little micro goals, right? Micro goal is one step. You're going to have steps that you need to take in order to reach your main goal. Micro goal is one step. So for some of you, one step is going to be drive to the gym. For others, one step is going to be do the one hour workout or stay away from yeah, bread the next meal. Just saying, doesn't mean you have to. But that's going to be one goal. And when you're starting, it depends on how big your micro goal is, but it's going to be something that you can complete in one go, like in minutes or an hour, right? It's really a, a small little step. If a goal is to run a mile, if that's your big goal, then your micro goal might be schedule time to run or get a running app, right? Get one of those catch to 5K apps. Your micro goal is not run three times in one week. We wanna make it fast and easy to check things off, right? Boom, boom, boom. You want that feeling of accomplishment. It feeds into the motivation. And it's not very easy to keep motivating if you're not accomplishing what you wanna do, right? You can lose steam really quickly. So, Give this to yourself. Give yourself an easy reward. Think of your goal as 
a video game, right? When you're doing a video game, even one of those little video games, like the mindless games you play on your phone, you get really easy points and really easy little prizes, and it makes you want to play more. That's what you want to do when it comes to your micro goals. And that's why you want your micro goal to be something that you can accomplish in like a minute or an hour. You don't want to have to wait all week to check that box. Like, oh, micro goal done after one week. Mm -mm. Make it much more easy on yourself. There's no limit to the micro goals. And when you're developing these micro goals, look for potential roadblocks. It's super important to call these out. Most can be really easy to solve ahead of time. And what you don't want to do is come up onto this roadblock in the moment, right? It's a lot harder to solve it in the moment. There's much more of an emotional charge. So think about these micro goals and think about, okay, what can possibly stand in my way? And solve that ahead of time when you don't have that emotional charge. Once you get the why and the when and the how with your micro goals all sorted out, then you take action. You start on your micro goals. And while you're starting on your micro goals, you want to notice things like a detective. Is this easy? Are you doing it? Are you procrastinating? Are you procrastinating and then just never doing it? Or are you procrastinating and then finally doing it at some point? Are you forgetting about it. That's a huge one. Don't let yourself off the hook on that. Notice if you're forgetting. Ask yourself, what do I think about this little micro goal that I have to do? Why am I not doing it if I'm not? Or you know what, if you did it and you're thinking, hey, that was easy, why? Get curious about it. Be a detective. The super important thing about this when you're asking yourself, when you're looking at it with a detective's eye and you're asking yourself, why did I do this? Or maybe why didn't I do this? Don't let yourself say, I don't know. It's not a real answer. I never let people say, I don't know. (laughs) It's annoying, but it's necessary because it's not true. You do know, you know everything. It's just a matter of learning how to access it, practicing that access. So don't let yourself off the hook with, I don't know. So let's put a goal through this process. I want to show you how this all fits together all these little pieces. I'm going to talk about a goal that I have. My goal is to get back in shape. Now, specifically what that means is use heavier kettlebells, heavier dumbbells, um, heavier weights, uh, be able to do faster reps, have good form, full range on dynamic and full body movements like the Zumba and things like burpees that aren't fun but are so good for you. Um, So that's what I mean when I mean get back into shape. Now, the why. After focusing on a huge move, I just had this, my family and I just did a huge move from Texas to Colorado, and it was big, and it was fast. And so we did that, and then I had altitude, (laughs) because now we live in the mountains, and I had weather, because now we actually have fall and, and winter, which is different. I lost some of my fitness ability. You know, your muscles, if you're not using them all the time, and to your peak, you're going to lose some muscle mass. And I could feel for sure. And fitness is really important to me. And my why is because I want to continue to do well with my MS. Fitness helps MS considerably. I want to continue to keep doing as well as I am with my MS and going to the gym, working out helps with that. I also like the way it feels. And when I'm in shape, the weight just drops off. Now the when 
I want my goal to be done. I'm giving myself three months. I started this about a month ago. So my deadline is going to be March 1st. And the how is I want to work out four to six days a week. That's my big goal, right? My big goal is that I want to get back into shape and I want to work out four to six days a week. So let's look at what my micro goals would be. First micro goal, join a gym. (laughs) Find a gym. (laughs) Find one that I liked and join it, right? Go to the gym for orientation. I like doing doing a tour, right? Get this class schedule, that's a micro goal. micro goal. Get a class schedule. Takes two minutes. Go to first class. Go to the second class. Each class is a micro goal. Meet the trainers. Uh, get the class schedule on my phone. I set it up so it's really easy. Just to, I did it like the favorites on my phone so I can always look at the class schedule. These are all the micro goals. And I had many, many more. So don't be alarmed if you have a lot of micro goals, especially your your goal doesn't have to take three months. It can be a shorter goal. There's nothing wrong with that. But especially if your goal is a bigger goal and it's a three-month goal, you might have quite a lot of micro goals. This is what they look like. They can be very, very small. Then I wanted to look for road bumps with my micro goals. So one problem, the schedule, right? Things come up. For me, I've got clients, I've got other stuff going on. My schedule is very fluid. Maybe it wouldn't work so much with the schedule sometimes of the classes I want to take. So I came up with a solution. I'm going to decide the classes ahead of time, put the classes on my calendar, like block that time off as a schedule with buffer times on either end so I could get to the gym and comfortably get back and get ready. That was my solution. Another problem, sometimes I don't sleep so well. Sometimes I wake up and I've had really bad sleep and my body is more in recovery mode than it is in workout mode. And my solution to that is to just have more classes on hand, have more classes scheduled than I will do just for that backup. So if I wake up and I realize, you know what, this morning class is not going to work, maybe that afternoon class will. Maybe one just tomorrow when I was going to take a day off, maybe switch my days off. Another problem would be for me, maybe for you too, is thinking that it's not happening fast enough. That can really interfere. That's really, that's a thought that stops progress for me and for a lot of people. So a solution is to trust, trust in myself that I know what I'm doing, trust in the process, trust that my trainers know what they're doing. And my thought is just keep doing what you're doing. That's an example of looking at different problems that are going to come up. I can look at these ahead of time. I don't have to be in the moment to know that these are things that are going to happen. Find your solution for every single problem ahead of time. That way, when they happen, it's so much easier. So I follow a schedule that I set for myself for this goal. And I just go through the process. At that point, when I've got my micro goals and I've figured out solutions to possible roadblocks, it's just going through the motions. And that's what you want your goal to break down to, right? You want it to break into just going through the process. There's no drama. There's no serious willpower needed. And that's really, really important because that's a big thing that helps you stick with your goal is when it's just a matter of, it's like brushing your teeth. That's totally what you want your goal to be like. And when you do that, a goal in three months is going to be really easy 
to get through. And you're not going to have to wait until a certain date (laughs) to do it. You're not going to have to psych yourself up. You're not going to have to go on a bender ahead of time because you're all upset about what you're not going to be able to eat or do anymore. It's a really no-nonsense, easy way to get a great goal and to accomplish it and feel really, really good. So what I want you to do this week, of course, is pick a goal, one goal. Now, you might think immediately, like, that's not enough. (laughs) I need more. I've got a lot of different things I need to do. Uh, One goal is not going to be fast enough. This is, you know, or maybe you pick a big goal and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is scary. I want you to pick one goal and be aware of all those thoughts, all of those thoughts that come up for you. Be aware of them and write them down. Right, just like little bullet points. I thought it was going to be one sentence. I'm scared. This is not going to be enough. I need more. My goal is too, or my my main goal is too big. I can't just do one. Write them all down. And next week on podcast number four, I'm going to talk to you about what to do with all of these thoughts that come up when you're working on your goal. It's a whole other topic. It's like a whole other thing. So what we're going to stick with this week is pick your one goal regardless of what your thoughts are, <laughs> pick your one goal and make it no more than three months out. It could be, you know, it could be a shorter time period and break it out into your micro goals. Remember, micro goals are things that you can do within like minutes to an hour, micro, micro, and then be aware of why you want to do your goal and make it a good one, make it juicy, make it something that motivates you. And of course, start doing it. (laughs) Once you've got your goal, once you've broken it out, once you've looked at all the possible problems and you figured out your solutions, start doing your goal. But don't just do your goals. Notice why you're not doing it. Notice if it's hard. Notice if it's easy. Make a log of what you think about your goal and be super honest. Right? Again, this is not we're not sharing any of this stuff, any of the stuff that I talk about in here that is going to help you really get in touch with what is going on and what your motivations are and what can help you. It's all just for you. You're not sharing this with anybody. So be honest if you're not doing it. Be honest if you are doing it. Why? Why are you doing it? What's helping you? Next week, we're going to look at those thoughts and we're going to talk about a lot more. And we're going to see what stops you from carrying out even those easy, easy little micro goals? Don't be ashamed if you have it down to like the tiniest little thing that'll take you three minutes, like on the computer while you're lying on the couch and you still don't do it. That's okay. The most important thing is that you realize that you're not doing it and you realize why. That's what's going to help you actually carry out your goal. So pick a goal. See your reasons, put it on a timeline, make your micro goals, and then notice what happens between now and next week. And then we're going to talk about more to help you actually get through these goals. Because once you do one, it's so much easier to do the next one. And then it's, (laughs) ironically, it's like potato chips. You just can't, you can't help yourself. You just keep doing it again and again and again. And that's what we want. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please show your love by rating it on iTunes. Let people know what they might be missing. I would be truly, truly grateful. 
For more information on this podcast and links to Simon Sinek and more information on the power of why, visit the show notes at www.andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP3. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.